Hello, friends. This is Series 14 of Satisfied. The Series 14 podcast enhanced the Adorn Yourself with Godliness Bible study, covering the books of 1 Timothy and Titus in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at the value of recognizing godliness by what women do with their lives. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 7 of the Adorn Yourself with Godliness Bible Study. We will see that women adorned with godliness will view their work as more than a paycheck. Work was as much a part of the first century culture as it is today. Every household was a workplace for the women as well as the men. Every farm was a workplace. Men and women had businesses that provided their income and employed people. Acts 16 introduces us to Lydia from Philippi, who was identified by her work. She was a seller of purple. That was her business. Acts 18 introduces us to Priscilla, who owned a tent-making business with her husband. Everyone who heard Jesus preach or who read the New Testament letters understood that work was a necessary, unending part of life. Work in any culture is, well, work sometimes enjoyable, often hard and exhausting, sometimes challenging because of the people with whom you work rather than the work itself. That can apply to any kind of work, inside or outside your home. I'm talking about that which is legal and moral, okay? When you're working with your God-given skills, all work can be an expression of your devotion to God. And adorning yourself with godliness applies to your work. It means that you view your work as more than a paycheck. Let me explain. My husband teaches a course called Your Work More Than a Paycheck. He got that title from a seminar he attended several years ago. Viewing work in this way is very important for anyone adorning herself with godliness. In Colossians chapter 3, we read these words about work. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. That's devotion to Him. When you are working in an office or on the factory floor or in your home, you are serving Jesus Christ with your work. Your everyday run-of-the-mill job can be as much a sacred ministry for the Lord as teaching Sunday school. Your work can become an act of worship rather than a curse. Your workplace, wherever that may be, is your mission field. Your work environment is where you must intentionally practice letting Jesus live His life through you in difficult situations, with challenging people, and with integrity that honors the Lord Jesus Christ. We spend a great deal of time at work, but may not see how our work intersects with our faith. That's understandable since it's rare to hear workplace applications in sermons or see them in Bible studies unless they're written for the workplace. So, how do you live in your daily mission field? You do everything you learned so far in 1 Timothy. Devote yourself to the Lord, and express that in words and behavior that reflect Him and please Him. It always helps to know a few truths about work, any kind of work. Truth number one, work is God's idea. 
God created work in the beginning before sin ever entered into his world. The first thing that God instructed Adam and Eve to do was to work diligently and strategically where he placed them. Work is good. Sin corrupted work, so it got a lot harder to do. Then Jesus came along to renew us and restore our approach to work as he lives in us and through us. We are free to work for God's glory now. Truth number two, work is an avenue for accomplishing God's mission. When Jesus commissioned all of his followers to make disciples everywhere they went, none of them were on church staff or in mission organizations. They were ordinary people going to work every day. In the same way, we are Jesus's ambassadors at work, in the conference room, on the hospital floor, at the lunch break, on the playground, and in the kitchen. As we do our work with integrity and intentionally build relationships with our coworkers, clients, or family members, Jesus is actively involved in that. Work is your mission field and your platform to let Christ live his life through you. Truth number three, work is the place where God grows us into maturity. The Spirit of God uses our relationships, successes, failures, and experiences at work as tools in our spiritual growth. He teaches us to have the mind of Christ at work to treat people as Jesus did, and to grow in our jobs under his guidance. God uses our work to mature us. Truth number four, work has purpose beyond ourselves. God can do more with our work than we can imagine. God designed work for the good of the world, not just for ourselves. Our work impacts the people in our work environment, our clients, and our managers. Work provides jobs, fuels the economy, and allows culture to flourish. When we work, we can taste the goodness of God intended for work in the beginning. Truth number five, work is where we practice godliness. All those exhortations in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, where we are to set an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity, all those apply at work. A friend of mine recently told me how a once team-oriented, respect and support each other work climate went into toxic shock in a matter of three to four weeks because of one new female employee. From the moment she stepped into her new job, Miss Toxic began targeting her fellow administrative personnel, mainly women, with harsh criticism. Pretty soon, Miss Toxic had planted seeds of doubt in all the other women about each other so that distrust and hurt feelings prevailed based on malicious talk. This was done without the managers recognizing what was happening. Finally, one of the hurting women cracked under the torture and spilled the beans to her boss. The sad thing is that the woman who created the toxic shock work environment called herself a Christian and attended a local Bible teaching church. The pastor is well known for his truthful sermons. She went to church on Sunday, joined in the worship music, and heard a sermon on being Christ-like. Then she left it at home when she went to work on Monday and spewed rotten talk from her mouth. That is not adorning yourself with godliness. Christian business owners should also conduct their business with godliness. That would include courtesy to anyone applying for a job with their organization. Rudeness is rampant, and rarely does someone even receive a reply of any kind. I worked for a Christian-owned IT company. This is not a Christian ministry organization, but a profitable business. Every application we received for a job, even unsolicited applications, received a preset, very kind and courteous email reply. 
that represents Christ so much better than silence or rudeness. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, we are reminded to do everything we say or do in light of Jesus as Lord. Jesus is Lord over our work. Employees or managers, Jesus is Lord over your work. Business owners, Jesus is Lord over your business. So your work represents your devotion to Him. It is worship, and we glorify Him as we do our jobs well. Truth number six, work can become an addiction that takes the focus off of Christ and puts it on yourself instead. Most companies need employees to be productive, which is a biblical act of worship, right? And Christians should be the best workers. But you know that you have let work become an addiction when you are obsessively thinking about freeing up more time for your work. When you develop health problems because of work-related stress and overwork, that's not working for the Lord. Another clue is when you use your work to maintain your self-worth. The modern term for that is workism. Workism is the belief that your work is the center of your identity. For a Christian, your work should never be the center of your identity. Christ is. So if you recognize this in yourself, go to the Lord and ask Him to free you from your addiction to work. Talk to a counselor about this as well. Work is where you spend up to two-thirds of your waking hours. Work is God's idea, a means to accomplish His mission, a place for Him to mature us. It has purpose beyond ourselves, and it's where we practice godliness. You can and should build healthy relationships with co-workers because your work is a significant ministry for you as a Christian. What if you are retired from income-producing work? How is your attitude toward the work that you did? Are you bad-mouthing it? Or can you now look back with gratitude that you had that opportunity to worship God with your work? Godliness views work as worship, as more than a paycheck. Now let's address a few questions about faith in the workplace. How do you live out your faith in the workplace? As I mentioned before, you do that by adorning yourself with godly behavior you've seen taught in 1 Timothy. That's recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord of your life and Lord of your behavior. Let Him live His life through you to invite others around you to want to know Him. Ask Jesus to help you do that and trust Him to work in you and through you. Here's another often asked question. What is legal to do at work? If you're in America, go to firstliberty.org to find out what is legal for a Christian to do in any workplace. That's firstliberty.org. You might be surprised by what you can legally do to live out your faith in the marketplace. And of course, be grateful for that. Here's another question. How do you invest in your coworkers without stealing time from your employer? Very good question. You use whatever break time or interaction opportunities you have available to get to know your coworkers and minister to them. Ask Jesus to help you be creative and caring. I have several Bible studies you could offer that are short and easy and would fit nicely in a lunch hour time frame. What if you hate what you do for work? That's where you submit yourself to Jesus Christ as Lord over you and even over that job. Let Him teach you how to be thankful for that work 
or leads you to something else. Whatever he brings into your life that makes you more dependent upon him is good for you. Work is a great environment to learn that. Remember this, your work belongs to Jesus. He will enable you to find purpose in it that brings glory to him. So keep working diligently, producing what is needed, providing for yourself and others, and preparing the way for others to see Christ in you. Godliness views work as more than a paycheck. It has a greater purpose. Are you on board with that? Let Jesus satisfy your heart with such love for God that you will want to live a life that pleases Him. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 14 of Satisfied.